Okay, well, hello and welcome to the HA Book Club. I'm laughing because this is our second time recording this intro because we weren't recording for the first five minutes. But Sorry, y'all. My name is Summer O'Toole. I'm a romance author. And with me is my best friend, Kelsey. Hi, guys. And we have Dime, also known as Read It and Week, on Instagram Book Talk with us. Hey, guys. And we're going to be talking about Omegaverse, which is a wild and crazy. We have all gone down the rabbit hole. I think me and Kelsey are new to it. So we have our resident expert with us. <laughs> um, but I was saying before we were actually recording that I've never read bo- this many books so fast. I read the book I was supposed to read. I read almost like another whole one and then halfway through the one Kelsey's supposed to read. And we all know I usually don't finish a book within a week. So this Good is stuff. exciting, though. We found your we found a niche for you, like a new one. Can't go back after this. No. I don't know. I literally was thinking the same thing. I was like, how do I return? Like, I can't even do reverse harem now. Like, I mean, I could, but it's not going to be the same. Like, that's the closest that I can think. Anyways, we'll get into that in a minute, though. (laughs) Kelsey, your weekly hot? Yes. My weekly hot is feeling fresh. So as we all know, Mr. EMT is a frequent visitor of mine. And last night was no different. This time, the way that it went down is I was meeting up with him after going to a friend's soccer game. And because it was so windy where I live yesterday, it felt like it was like sub-zero temperatures. I was shaking like a leaf. I was just, I was frigid. So by the time that I got home, Mr. EMT was like three minutes away. I had thrown on all of my comfy pajamas, like screw being cute. I was just, I was a popsicle. And then I literally had like huddled on my couch with a full blanket over me. Cause I was like, if I just make myself into a cocoon, with like no daylight seeping in, like maybe my like warm breath will like help warm me up. Were you like, nesting? I was nesting. <laughs> oh my gosh, I was. Okay. <laughs> I didn't know it was time, but you know, according to my fertile uh, window, actually I am in it right now. So maybe this all just tracks. Okay. okay summer I can't keep looking at your face I just okay okay so I am freezing is where we're at and I'm nesting Mr. EMT walks through the front door looks at me and he said I knew you'd be cold and I said I know that I would be cold too I didn't think I would be this cold so he gets on the couch with me and he starts trying to warm me up and then he gets up abruptly and he takes my hand and he's like come to the bedroom with me And I just give him a look because I'm literally shaking like the leak. And he's like, nothing sexual. Just come to the bedroom with me. We go to the bedroom, immediately strip off all of our clothes, get under the covers and try to get warm, which is honestly the most effective way to get warm. That is like survival 101, get naked to a certain degree, cover yourself, body heat. So, you know, it was effective and it was effective to the point where like, you know, multiple orgasms then commenced after that. And although it did not start with any sexual intention, I just feel like that was a very natural route for things to go down. Girl, you legit just like had (laughs) the nesting, like 
uncomfortable until she- <laughs> <laughs> oh I so did I so so did and the entire time he's like are you warm yet and I'm like no I'm not <laughs> we need to keep going I'm not this is not satisfactory that was literally like our quote back and forth to each other all night <laughs> so today was like the first like really hot day it was in like the 80s and I was going to be walking to dinner and I have like very like textile sensation issues like super OCD and they've been very like flared up lately so I didn't want to wear a lot of clothes because it was going to be really uncomfortable so I was like I'm just gonna wear this like crop top bralette thing and a pair of running shorts and I put it on and I was like I can't wear this like not comfortable enough in this can't do it and then I was like you know what that's stupid like who's gonna care what I look like so I was like I'm gonna wear this I'm gonna be comfortable I'm gonna be a hot girl and I was I am so proud of you I was so so proud of you it's hard to fight that right like the stereotypical media shoved down our throat of like this is not socially acceptable like no screw that you were a girl because you were you absolutely for sure mine is kind of bleak because nothing really exciting happened this week but I I usually read like you know kind of smutty books and filthy just nonsense but I picked up a a very wholesome book this week that kind of made me like oh this is so it was most of all you by Mia Sheridan the same author who wrote Arthur Archer's voice. I was very, I had high expectations because she wrote Archer's voice and that book was amazing. But this one kind of made me like want to go out and find some Prince Charming (laughs) who was equally as filthy, but just cold. Yes. Like (laughs) just smiling from ear to ear when I finished it. (laughs) That's the best. Right? Really just like. Hits you in the feels. Yes. Megaverse. I don't even know where to begin because the two books I read were like the Megaverse structure, but totally different. So I feel like I might just start rambling and then y'all can fill in okay. what I mess up. So to my understanding, and I probably should have like actually researched this instead of just kind of going off of what I remember someone saying once, is that Omegaverse started as like a fanfic, maybe like Wattpad sort of situation. Diane is nodding along. So that's one point for summer. And it's it then has like become its own subgenre of sci-fi sort of fantasy. There can be like a lot of different layers of like shifters or like RH. So they're usually humans who are have different designations, an alpha, an omega, and a beta. A beta is like most people, just like you and me, average. An omega is this like prized woman who has these like pheromones and can ex- receive a knotted penis. And a knotted penis, you might be thinking, are we back to dick piercings? We're not. This is built in. Built into their little <laughs> thing. <laughs> so 
I'm sorry. They're what? They're what, Summer? (laughs) Can you just say it one more time for me? No, no. (laughs) So, and then there's alphas, who are the ones that have penises that swell at the base, which forms a knot. And it's like a key and a lock with an omega. And the omega gets goes into heat where she's like kind of like sickly or like basically hungover or like really PMSy sort of symptoms but extremely horny and like she needs to be knotted and like needs to get off for like days I do want to throw in that like I was just reading a book where the omega was a male so it goes both ways oh I did not know that yes so yeah. it, can go, it can go every which way. So the omega does not just need to be a female. Does the, is then the alpha a female or is it a guy still? So there are alpha females, but then this particular grouping that I'm currently reading about is an alpha male. And then in their particular relationship, there is no lock, right? Because there is no female involved. So with that, they just use sex toys to like mimic a lock fascinating i am in love with my current book that i'm reading what were you saying dan i read one where the man was the omega but the female was the alpha and she had a lock in her vagina so she would literally clamp and not let go until he was completely drained damn This is like Kegels to the max. <laughs> I can't Kegel that hard. I need to work on it. <laughs> okay. I'm trying to think about what other good details we should tell our listeners about the Omegaverse. Lots of pheromones are involved. Omegas are like, especially mouth-watering scent-wise, at least according to the book series that I'm currently in. Alphas are also super attractive with their scents and betas are less so, but everyone has like a very acute sense of smell and everyone has a unique scent signature. So like in my book, for example, there was a point where our Omega needed to find their alpha and they did that by smelling scent cards of their alphas. Just to like get an idea of like, oh, this one smelled like toasted marshmallow and this one smells like sex on the beach like the drink, like, you know, you could smell like anything and everything is going to, you know, either tickle your fancy or not. And that is just the world that people live in is smelling all of these different scents all at once, whether you're a beta or mega or alpha. Don't know why I couldn't say that. (laughs) Dime, do you have anything to add from what we as newbies may have left out? I do know that if an alpha decides to keep an omega, that they bond with them by biting them. Right. Yeah. There. So that was, that's like a step up. Mm-hmm. Nodding. We're like, you not. And it's still a very intimate experience, but you haven't like officially been claimed and like bond bounded together. Uh, and, um, like it ranges. There's there's sometimes in um, a monogamous relationship, other times it's reverse harem. It depends on the omega's needs, really. Yeah, and oh, and nesting. We were all laughing about Kelsey nesting <laughs> because one of the things they do, at least in some universes, 
is they have to nest where they like have a luxurious like big bed full of pillows and right comforters and it's like dimmed lights and it's basically like a, a very luxurious human nest lots of soft textiles all around and even like very nice showers and bubble baths like if you can think of pampering in like a very traditional sense that is what a nest is and the ingredients that go into a nest all righty yeah i feel like we have a good we have a good baseline oh okay on the bonding though with the bonding so if you get bit then there's a connection like a palpable like connection between you and the person who got bit like the alpha and the omega for example especially when you touch that bite mark on the omega yes or on the beta right because betas can get bit too yep i've not gotten that far oh sorry no it's okay i mean i feel like i'm currently reading baby and the night howlers and i'm halfway through which is the book you read so it's okay if there's spoilers i'm not in it for the plot <laughs> i'll just say that but I read sort of like two books that are very different in terms of like the Omega structure. So they're, they're also fairly short. So I'll go first, my recap. The first book I read was Ransom, which is the first book in the Unchained series by Callie Rhodes, which is her second, se second series that exists in the same world. And then the other book I read was Kian, also by Callie Rhodes, and it was her Boundary Land series. And in this Omegaverse, the alphas are like ostracized, and there's all this propaganda around alphas being like extremely violent, like sex crazed, like maniacs basically, who are pariahs so they're sent to like the outsides of civilization called the boundary lands and omegas women grow up fearing that they're going to be a dormant omega and the only way they turn into omega is if a compatible alpha touches them and they the, the there's like all this propaganda in the beta society against alphas and like if you get touched and you're an omega like they're just going to steal you away and like violently breed you and all this stuff and they also had discovered a gene that would predict whether or not you were a dormant omega so that's kind of and, and the alphas are huge like they're like seven feet like giant and they have much more animalistic tendencies like in ransom Okay, so let's go to the plot. Wait, I gotta pause you. I gotta pause you. When you first started talking about like alphas on the outside, et cetera, et cetera, boundary lands, I was like, okay, now they're touching and then something's gonna ignite between them. And now they're seven feet tall and they have animalistic tendencies. Exerbi mates is literally all my brain is telling me right now. <laughs> From Elizabeth Stevens. Like that's where my brain is. Tell me your brain cannot also make that connection though. Oh no, yeah. It's, and it's very like faded mates where they are like in the sweet verse with Catherine Moon's baby in the night howlers they 
can have multiple alphas and their alphas can have like other betas and it's kind of a wiggly thing which we'll get into later but this is like ride or die like you are my omega so ransom is the first is the book i read and there was a underground secret government facility where they kidnapped alphas and basically did like all these terrible torturous cruel experiments and one of them its name was ransom and one of the experiments that was done against him was to basically take away his ability to turn an omega so he wouldn't be able to mate he wouldn't be able to not he like wouldn't be able to find love and ransom's was a twin so he was kidnapped with his brother who was also an alpha and his brother ended up being killed because they pushed him to like all the limits because they had a control because it was like identical twins so ransom finds a way to explode this whole facility after being there for eight years and there's this huge fire and it's just like smoldering from the ground and this newbie journalist who has been really kicked to like the like bridal expos and like little kids soccer games and like reportings like that but her mom was a really famous really like prolific journalist in war zones and like politics and so she's trying to fill her mom's footsteps and her name is Gretchen. So Gretchen happens to be near there. So her boss is like, go to this thing, see what's going on, because there's a big explosion. And she ends up noticing that there's really big footprints leading away from the facility. And like, it's very on lockdown, like there's all this military, they're not answering questions. So she, she asks, like, hey, I saw these footprints, like what was really going on here? This doesn't sound right and kind of tries to instigate. So then Fuller, who's the main bad guy who is leading these experiments, who Ransom is going after, Fuller basically thinks like, okay, she's figured out too much. We have to kill her. So he sends soldiers after her and Ransom shows about the woods because Ransom had been waiting to like get to Fuller. So Ransom shows up kills these soldiers and basically it's them going into the wilderness and trying to stay hidden from all the soldiers that keep coming to kill them and that's where like the animal instincts come in so not only does he have a really strong sense of smell but hearing and strength and like speed and he being like in nature and like you know, like catching fish with his bare hands and building fires and like knowing where to like hide in the caves came like very instinctually and like he felt really at home and stuff. So there's like that thing. But he, if you remember, he can't turn an omega. So, and Gretchen had the omega test and she does not have the dormant omega gene. So they're like, we like, I think we're going to be safe. And she's also realizing that he's not this like, scary crazy madman so they're hiding out in the woods together and slowly she starts going into heat and they have 
they have sex and they have sex again and then it's like oh my god the slick wait dime have you read this series no i haven't (laughs) okay okay so the slick is you know a woman's when she gets excited but for an omega it like gushes and like Mm -hmm. like to the point where and that's how they knew they're like okay like we, I don't know how this happened because I shouldn't be able to turn you and you don't have the gene. But she starts getting like super horny and he's like, yo, look at like your legs. And she's just like. Waterfall. Yeah. And she's like, oh my God. And he's, she's like, what's happening? And he's like, I think you know. <laughs> and then they have like crazy sex for four days, which a big gripe in both the books I read. They like start to have sex for the heat section Mm -hmm. and then skips to like four days later i felt so robbed (laughs) so robbed how do you feel about baby in the night howlers much better because it's 90 percent sex it's 95 percent sex yeah even if there's skipping of time like you're still gonna make up for that smut somewhere else (laughs) yeah (laughs) Um, but that's basically that book the second book I read was kind of a similar situation where a girl witnesses her fiance kill somebody so she runs away from him and she runs into boundary lands which is the alpha lands and she ends up being like awakened by touching an alpha and she's like oh my god no I don't want this but she's also like get on my dick hey So the first book, was it dark romance at all? I would say so. So it like, yeah, because there's that like torture element. There's definitely violence and killing. It's kind of an, it's not maybe a typical like dark romance setting because a lot of it's like in the wilderness. But I would say it's definitely darker. Okay. What about your second book? I haven't finished it, but I think it's also kind of darker where she, you know, sees her fiance kill somebody and then she runs away and he tries to chase her down, basically. Okay. How would you rate said books? So I'll just do the one that I fully finished, which was Ransom. And I want to say like maybe an eight and a half. I feel like I want to say seven out of 10 for just, you know, plot, writing, all of that but because it was my first Omegaverse and it was just like so thrilling and whatever the heck was happening <laughs> I'm gonna give it like an eight eight and a half and maybe maybe a three out of five spice even though they skipped like four days of their sexcapades mm. you know in one of the books she was like it like flashes forward to when she's like coming out of her sex days and she's like I can't believe I feel shy, like, in front of him now after, like, some of the things we did. And I was like, what things? <laughs> Spell it out. <laughs> what did you do? Let me know immediately, please. <laughs> <laughs> did okay. you have any quotes or no? I did. I was looking at my quotes for my book, and I literally highlighted two things because I was just racing through it so fast. 
And I was so into it that I just neglected to highlight anything. <laughs> so I hope that you make up for my lack of quotes. I, I don't have a ton of quotes. Okay, wait. I'm reading one about the slick. I was gonna say it must have been dirty to make you to make you squeal like that. <laughs> okay. Um oh this is good. This is good. So he's like gonna go down from this cave that they're hiding in to get water. And this is right after he tells her, like, oh, I can sense spiders like all around. And she's like, and because he's like an alpha and has these alpha pheromones, wild animals like aren't gonna mess with him. So he tells her that and she's like, yeah, but you're leaving. So like, what am I going to do? And so she says, he says, I won't go far and I'll be back before you know it. She says, but if you know that thing about bears and snakes and spiders, Ransom couldn't help but laugh. And when he glanced over his shoulder, he saw that she was smiling too. They won't bother you. But what if they do? Just scream my name at the top of your lungs. Ransom turned slowly so she could see every inch of the evidence of his feelings for her. It'll be good practice for later. That's good. That's real good. I was wondering where this was going because I was on the side of our main character and being like, no, screw spiders. Don't go anywhere. It's right where my brain was. <laughs> and that was like the first really like sexy thing he said to her everything else was him being like this grouchy like i'm here for revenge and now i'm carrying this like woman with me i read a lot of omegaverse novels and books and i had so much trouble like trying to pick one that i like like i love the millionaires but i figured since we're already touching on Catherine moon that i'd pick a different author so I picked Bound to the Pack by L.V. Lane. This was a reverse harem, Omegaverse. And it follows Fern, who is like this orphaned woman who is under the care of a lord and his evil daughter who treats Fern like shit. Like she is just smacking her in front of company. She's like putting her down on her knees and making her scrub the floor with like a toothbrush, like just being very petty, especially in front of guys. So Fern is kind of like the maid of the house when she's not supposed to be, because she's supposed to be treated as an equal. So <laughs> she's an amazing healer of the, in the village. So anytime one of the guys get injured in battle or like, enemies cross the border in the village and they have to fight she's the one they call and it's crazy how she heals them like she heals them with a kiss right <laughs> which is actually who's the question in an omega verse so her friend that is a beta his name is emrick he gets injured in battle surrounded by a whole bunch of other alphas fighting bear shifters so when she finds out, she takes off sprinting. She's like, oh no, Emrick. She's crushing on him low key. So she's like, Emrick's hurt. I gotta go get him. Da -da -da -da. So when she finds him, he's passed out, like clean. He's just out cold on the ground. He's bleeding. There's alphas surrounding him. She doesn't care. She gets on her knees. She kisses the mess out of him. And of course, 
wakes up, he's like gasping and he's like clawing at her, taking things to a whole nother level. Kiss, but she's not really questioning it because if your crush woke up kissing you back, like, of course, you're going to take it there. So <laughs> the voyeurism kicked in because regardless of the audience, they got naked quicker than quick. <laughs> Dang. Did it right then and there. And I think that was like the third chapter, maybe the fourth. I was like, all right, burn. <laughs> Get it in. Um, after that, Fern is, Fern is an Omega, but she wasn't really detected because nobody really looked twice at her. Like she's the maid, you know? But after that and the alphas around not only saw what she could do, but scented her as well. Because after her joining Emric, it was kind of like impossible to resist anymore. So they were fiending after that point. So she has men knocking down her door, like breaking down her door, <laughs> more than she can handle. But this is also a Omegaverse book that is kind of, I want to say historical, but it has like old values. If a man was the woman, then he'd have to marry her. So this is when one of the alphas come in and he's like, no, you're not because we want a piece of it too. Like that's an Omega of it. So doesn't need a beta. She needs an alpha. So I think I can handle her better than you can. So it becomes kind of like a, a pissing contest for a little bit between the alpha and the beta. And then there was more alphas coming in and she had like her hands full. <laughs> I think there was eight of them total that shared her. Yeah. <laughs> Dang. As soon as like Baby and the Night Howlers said that she had, I think, 12 alphas in the pack, I was like, girl. So <laughs> but then she was only like pheromone intensely attracted to like five of them. But like eight plus a beta? Fern. Right. Fern, fern, <laughs> It was a ride. Have you read the other ones in the series? I read some, no. They're all standalones. I've read um, Centaur in my forest book, which was crazy in itself. <laughs> Just by that name, I'm like, what? I can imagine what this is about. Is it within the Omegaverse? It's, so she has um, a coveted prey series that I think it touches on different monsters. And then she had a couple of Omegaverse books thrown into the series of standalones. Cool. I dig it. Versatility. Hi. <laughs> I need to read this book. Like, <laughs> historical and Omegaverse. Yeah, so I'm like, at least they have more rules, kind of. Like, she just screwed this guy in public, like, on the floor's floor. And now she... Yeah. I mean, Summer did just write a book where I want to say something similar happened, but there was no voyeurism. Was it Stolen to Fight? No. Stolen Secrets? No, girl. The other book that you just wrote, your anthology book. Oh, I wrote like an antho a short story for an anthology for Ukraine and it's kind of like barbarian Viking inspired, but it's like very insta love. And this was actually before I had started reading the Omegaverse. 
but they were acting like alphas and omegas. Yeah, <laughs> they were. Yeah, like he's like injured and comes out of his like injury haze and he's like, she's mine. <laughs> there is so much appeal in that just like instant, yeah, it's you. Like I've just decided that it's going to be you. And then it's like, okay, like, sure. I'll go along for the ride. Like I'm into it. I'm into that. <laughs> like if someone just walked across my path and was like, oh no, it's you. Like maybe I just got shot, you know, not that that would happen in my life, but you know, like maybe something dramatic just happened. Like we just, I don't know, got into a mild car crash. I don't know. I can't think of anything good. Like I just got a brand new car. I don't want to think about car crashes, but like, I don't know, something happens. We're on bicycles and then we run into each other. I, I just, I'm trying to make it work somewhere. I think we get what you're saying. There's some <laughs> horrific accident and the person who you run into. <laughs> I just, you know, we talked about manifesting last week. Maybe I'm just trying to manifest. Okay. I'll just, I'll do that on my own time though. I'll work it out mentally before I start getting spinning. enough accidents. You don't need to manifest anymore. <laughs> okay. Rude, but accurate. Rude, but very accurate. <laughs> oh, okay. Dime, did you have any quotes that you wanted to share with us or any ratings? Like, how would you rate the smut? I think the smut was a cool four out of five. Dang. There was individual scenes between her and the alphas, but there were also like group scenes, especially like DP and like it was a whole lot of kinks in the book. So I was just like, yeah, this is my cup. You know, it's a high. Yes. <laughs> the eight like overall, because I love LG Lane. She's just so talented. But for a quote. I actually wrote it down because I didn't want to have to look it up. So this is when one of the alphas is told that the beta Emric is planning on marrying Fern. So he says, I growl, all charity towards Emric fleeing. I do not let my alpha side show often, saving such displays for the battlefield. They will not fucking wed. He has taken the last, my father says, brows puckering. She could be with child. Why wouldn't he wet her? My nostrils flare because I am going to fucking marry her. I thought that was very. <laughs> yes, we love that possession. We yes. do. Does he end up marrying her? Uh, okay, I think they all do, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> what? So much for old fashioned values out the window. <laughs> that is so funny that they're like she could have a baby like but she just banged him in front of like eight other people who are all now gonna marry her (laughs) i mean i'm not mad about it i'm not i'm actually very proud for her (laughs) right girl go after what you want and don't settle for anything less truly though you don't need to because you got eight men One of them is bound to do the thing right that you need. (laughs) In the very least, they can all stick their heads together and then really figure out what you want. Okay. Well, I read Baby in the Night Howlers. However, I feel like we kind of touched on it. So I'm going to do like, I'm going to do a brief synopsis. 
And then I'm kind of going to go into the book that I'm almost done with now, which is Lola and the Millionaires, which is like the next book in the series. It's spicier. Can you also give like a rundown of their of their universe and how like alphas and omegas work in the center and like all that yes okay so starting with baby and the howlers i don't know why i just had a okay starting with baby and the howlers she is her name's baby like literally her parents looked at her and were like we're gonna name you baby great whatever it rolls So Baby and her friend Lola go to a bar and they don't go to their typical bar. They go to a biker bar and both her and her friend Lola are betas. So they go to these bars and they just kind of hope for like a one night stand to go hook up with another beta. Like maybe they'll get an alpha. Like there is this whole thing where betas sometimes like to be with alphas because it's a like, it's just a rush to be with someone who has that much devotion to you. If even just for a night, like it's like addictive, like you are a alpha chaser now that's not what lola is lola is just trying to just kidding not lola sorry guys reading two books at once that is what baby is not so baby is just literally at the bar peacefully sitting there being like i kind of want to go home but my friend's here so i'm going to be nice and as she's at the bar she realizes that she starts to get like some like omega sense and she's looking around and she's like there is no one here except like for us and like you know a bunch of alphas like we're at a biker bar, like what's happening? And then she realizes that it's her and she starts panicking because they're, she's at a biker bar. So like notoriously not a safe place to be. And she has just for the first time in her life started blooming and she's a late bloomer, which is like, it was like, I think the book said like a 0.01% chance that after the age of 26, you are a late bloomer. So she's at the bar, like frozen being like if I get up right now everyone's gonna know that I'm blooming and I literally will be attacked as I walk to my car like these alphas will be on me like nothing else so this alpha slash beta comes up and it's this guy who smells like a beta and an alpha and we later learn that it's because he's a beta but he has alpha on him and he actually like comes up to her and he's like hey like I can tell that you're going through something like can I help you get out of here And she's like, please, like she's frantic at this point. Like, so they go outside, but she's wary. So she takes her key, his keys, drives his car and they go to something called the Omega Center. And this Omega Center is specifically designed to helping these Omegas understand their biology and understand what nesting is, what locks are, how they're going to find their pack. Because if an Omega doesn't find their pack, they're basically like, imagine having like 110 degree fever with no end in sight like that is what an omega without their pack is going through heat so it's like a really severe situation that's just it's like a medical you don't want it to happen like that's like a medical no-no but I was trying to figure out a cuter way to say it I can't it's a medical no-no it's like medical horniness that can lead to a medical case of blue balls yeah but like so severe that like you feel like you're dying like that it's just not just blue balls like death of blue balls <laughs> death by blue balls <laughs> so she goes to this center and she learns how to nest but they realize like she's such a late bloomer she's literally about to go through her heat and during your heat you need to be surrounded by your pack whatever that pack is and you need to have them be taken care of you you need to be like in dark spaces 
low lighting, lots of comfortable textiles, as we talked about before. And you also need the ability to like bang every single one of your pack members. Like that's <laughs> crucial. Like you need to be nodded by them. You need to bang them and it's going to last for multiple days. That's just the Omega verse, you guys like get on board. It's great. So she is going through these booklets, smelling all of these different scent cards from these alphas. And she's like, burnt marshmallow. No, like this. No, absolutely not. This one, gross. You smell like sterile cleaner, like, cause everyone has these different scents. And then finally she gets to this kind of like apple pie scent and she's like, hot dog. I've smelled this before. And it was the alpha scent that was on the beta that had kind of taken her and saved her and brought her to the Omega Center. So she's like, this is one of the packs that I want to go interview with. So this pack is a MC club and they haven't been part of the system for a while because they haven't been able to find an Omega and they were like, screw it. We're never going to find an Omega. Like, let's just keep coexisting the way we are. The 12 alphas in a pack that we are. So baby goes and she interviews with two other alpha not just alphas but two other packs before she goes to the mc pack and these two other packs are like literally filthy rich like alphas just get what they want because they are so domineering like they can tell you to sit and you're gonna sit you know like they have a bark to their bite if that's if i'm a phrase not correctly like they have a bark to their phrasing a bite, a bite to their bark a bite to their bark that <laughs> you will follow their orders is what I'm trying to say. Like you are biologically going to follow their orders. And because of that, you're very successful. Alphas are typically. So these two like mansions that she ends up going to are luxurious, like jacuzzi tub, beautiful nests, like soft landings, nice people, but she doesn't really feel like she belongs to each of them until she gets to the MC club. And her escort through this is, this woman who was like, I don't even know why you'd want to come here. Like, this is foul. They can't even take care of you. But she's like, no, like instinctually, I know that this is where I need to be. She's also days away from her heat, which makes me feel like they're dogs. Like, did anyone else get that vibe? Yeah. Just phrasing, right? Turn of phrase, didn't love it, but we moved past. So she's days away from her heat. She feels it. She's already starting to get feverish. So as soon as she like gets up to this old strip mall with like a marijuana dispensary I think like maybe a motel I don't know just all these like random like a bar all these different things put together she walks out and there is the beta who had saved her from the club and she instantly like runs into his arms gets scooped up and is like I am so happy to see you etc etc happy reunion they go into the biker bar everyone is sitting around with their alphas and their what do they call them their sweet butts so there's some other girls that are involved now they're not omegas they're just betas but they've like formed really strong attachments with some of these alphas so baby is like going through and she's like okay like I can make this work like she just keeps trying to like rationalize things because she knows that like over there is like this cherry scent from Ryan and like that really makes her feel at home and over here is another scent that reminds her of her childhood or you know, whatever it is. She knows that this is a place to be, but she keeps getting talked out of it. No longer. She's like, this is it. She even goes and like looks at the nest and it's like a basement that hasn't been, it's, it was not good. You guys, I don't even, it wasn't a proper nest. They knew it, but they were afraid to hope because they've hoped so many times in the past and people have just always let them down. Cause like who wants a 
pack that literally has 12 alphas. Like that is a lot. Plus you're an MC, right? You're a motorcycle club. You don't always do the most above board things traditionally. Like it's not always the safest place to be. Anyways, so that's Baby and that's her Night Howlers. They end up getting together and there's a lot of growing pains where she has to realize like, hey, you know, my nest isn't a good spot for me. Like it is too bright, you know, or something else. Like there's just, there's little bumps that they have to get over. But overall, oh, the biggest one is that she keeps getting blue balled because they're afraid that she's going to leave. I love this part. So they're afraid that she's going to leave. So they keep being like, we're not going to not you. Like, we're not going to bond you. Like, we need to wait until you're here longer. Like, there's typically this whole phase where we, like, bring you gifts and we try to show you how much we love you and how much we want you to be part of our pack. But we, like, we kind of had to skip this stage because at the end of the day, you were in heat and you just needed to be around us. Oh, it was this whole big thing. So like slowly she keeps getting delivered these gifts. Like someone gives her a motorcycle jacket. Someone else gives her some like nice chocolate laced with marijuana. Someone else gives her like this huge basket of gifts. And she's like totally blown away because she was ready to be like a server for the rest of her life and just take care of herself. And now she's being pampered in a way that she had never expected. But I personally, outside of this pampering, which just sounds like an absolute fucking dream, I really like baby as a character because she is like, she's stubborn and they keep being like, no, like, we're going to protect you from this. We're going to protect you from that. Like it's a seedy neighborhood. Like we don't want you outside without anyone. And she's like, fuck that. I'm coming anyways. And she'll just like throw on clothes and be like, I'm here. And then every guy, you know, like turns in the room because they're like, oh, I smell you. Cause it's all about the pheromones. It really is. Right. It's all about the pheromones. That's literally the basis of these books. Oh, and I also really love baby because they like the first day that they, she was there, that she was walking in being like, all right, where's my nest. They were kicking out the sweet buds, like the, the girlfriends of some of these other guys. And she was like, that's outrageous. Where are these girls going? Like out on the street? Like, no, if they are a part of your club, if they are a part of your pack, they're also going to be part of my pack. So just from the beginning, she was super open-minded about that. And I really appreciated that. Summer. And so Seth, also known as Bomber, is a beta who she met at that bar. And he's been in a relationship with the main alpha of the pack. So it's there. He's the president. His name's Scorch slash Jonah. And he's the president of the motorcycle club. So he's kind of like the default alpha of the pack. But they've been in a relationship, but, like, Baby is into Seth, like, as much as the Alphas. So they kind of have this another, like, a mini threesome or, like, thruple within the bigger one. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's also these two two guys who I think served together. And one of them's, like, much more outgoing and one of them's much more reserved and has, like, a lot of triggers. So the guy who's more outgoing was like, they had this bathtub scene where he, he didn't really participate, but he told the other guy like what to do. And like, oh, so so hot. It was so hot. And it's so weird because it's like, you're used to reading all these alpha, like possessive, jealous book boyfriends. And they're like that for anyone outside of the pack. But within the pack, they're like, who can we get you next? Like, 
do you want me to cuddle you or like can I fetch someone else for you it's just so sweet it's so sweet it's like hey I want I want green sweatshirt but I want to go hang out in Ryan's den and how can I make myself useful but also like I need cuddles from someone else right now like they're just so accommodating it's the freaking dream you guys plus like literally 95% of the books was just sex but like good sex like not just not just like okay they're doing the same thing over and over again like no like different dynamics right because there's so many different groupings so like even though like for example the grouping that summer was just talking about like those two gentlemen who served together like we got to see them in action with baby I want to say twice and then however we got to see bomber and Jonah together or bomber and scorch and baby together like twice as well and now that's like already 25% of the book and then you bring in all the other couplings and I felt like I was missing out on some things right like because well I mean Summer hasn't finished it but like you know there's a certain point where it's like okay but what about the other guys like I don't I just want everyone to have the love all at once so it just it kept you on your toes because there was so many different characters and they all were presented in a way where they had enough backstory that it mattered and I appreciated that, that even though the book was 95% sex, there was still that 5% plot that was so, so strong that it kept my interest on that line as well. So as my first Omegaverse book, I'm going to rate it like a 9 out of 10. I mean, it was just, it was just smut. It was great. It was so great. <laughs> and then in terms of spice, 3 out of 5. Nothing was revolutionary, especially not compared to, oh wait, Summer, prove me wrong, please. She, Omegas are also like super, super sensitive, so they can come easier and like harder, but the two people that served together in the bathtub scene, she came by at the same time that one of them was massaging her foot, the other one like kissed the like, the crack of her elbow, and she like came from that. that was such a good scene the bathtub scene and okay I suppose that's relatively revolutionary because like I've never been in a threesome where I've come like that right like that sounds absolutely divine like I'm sounds revolutionary in my own personal life however I now have the comparison of Lola and the millionaires and I'm like that was nothing because I got over to Lola and the millionaires and I'm like damn like damn like they just bring it to a whole new level okay they so really did lola's a beta though and i remember yeah. i think it was maybe christy had said that lola wants to be an omega but she's a beta and she kind of gets in some trouble which we see a little bit in baby and the howlers mm-hmm. but how does she become her omega-ness so she never turns into an omega but she joins a pack where in the end, granted, I'm like 80% through the book, but at this point in the book and the, from the perspective of all the different pack members, they're like, she's just kind of like our Omega is the sun that we revolve around, but Lola as a beta in the pack kind of is like a glue that sticks us all together. Like she is bringing in pack members in a way that they haven't been brought in before and incorporated in a way that they haven't been brought in before especially because in this particular book there are pack members that are not engaged sexually with the omega 
So now she gets to bring them in sexually or maybe even not sexually, just platonically, at least at this point, but in a way that they previously were unrepresentative because it's a whole pack of guys. And now there's Lola. And like to have that like open mindset because it just needs to be like, because if they're all in open relationships with each other, even though that they've been bitten, a couple of them have. So it's, there's like the core three of them, but really it's like a giant amount of six or seven of them all together plus Lola. So it just, I'm doing a poor job explaining this, but it's really quite revolutionary on how she brings them together in the end. I'm following. I'm following. Wait, is this the one with the male Omega? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Male Omega. Dime, you read the Lola Millionaires. Yes. Yep. What did you think? I loved it. The Male Omega, Rake, he was my favorite during the whole, both, both of the books. He was like, <laughs> oh my gosh, the parts with him in there, it was begging, whimpering, the whole nine. He just made it just so mouthwatering. <laughs> Oh, that is such a good way to put it. He really was. Because like part of Lola's healing process, because there was a lot of trauma in book one, especially in the beginning of book one that she is working through, like trauma and PTSD that honestly, as someone who experiences their own PTSD in this arena, like I just kind of skipped through because fortunately it was italicized. And I was like, oh, we know that she's reliving the past. I don't need to relive it with her. But as those passages slowly got farther and farther away, this particular pack of alphas plus the beta plus the omega. So just this pack, they realized that she had had so much trauma with alphas that they let her have control, which is wildly unlike alphas. Alphas always need to have the control. So now all of a sudden here comes Lola with like a sex toy and a vibrator. And she's like, you can't touch me. Or if you're going to touch me, you're going to touch me like this. And she is just torturing everyone. And everyone is just so on board. Oh, it's so good. Like if we didn't have our recording tonight, I would have still been on my couch just (laughs) absorbing, probably making my way to book two. Because there's two books, right? Done? Yes. Okay. I'm so excited. And it it just gets better to be (gasps) honest. I don't know how. I'm so excited now. (laughs) Summer, just you wait. You got to read this one next. I'm excited. Okay, so for Smut, for Lola and the Millionaires, I'm rating it as a four out of five so far. And I want to say that the plot is stronger in this compared to Baby and the Howlers which should go into my rating. So I'm going to rate it like an eight and a half out of 10 overall. I'm loving it. I'm just, I'm loving every second of the summer. Like, what are we going to talk about next week? I don't even know because this is all I want to talk about summer. This is it. Well, we're, we're going to be coming out of the Omega high gradually with menage. So next week, we're going to be doing Minaj, which is like three cents. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'll accept. I'll just take inspiration for my own life. Because I don't think I can really manifest 
an Omegaverse situation, but I could probably manifest a threesome. So I'll just focus on that. <laughs> Dime, out of the Omegaverses that you've read, do you like the reverse harem ones or the monogamous ones? I would say the reverse harem ones only because I think the intensity of an Omega's heat has to be handled a certain way. Like, I don't think in one alpha is enough. And sometimes, like, he even says it. He says that I can't do this by myself. Like, I need help. The whole bring- <laughs> <laughs> That happened by Sarah Blue. The alpha couldn't handle it. So he brought in another alpha and they kind of tacked her in order to get her through the heat. I mean, it's good to know when you need to tap your resources. Even in my Lola and the Millionaires, they're in the middle of the heat right now. And Lola just showed up and like in the nesting room, like two of the characters are like off to the side, like exhausted. Another one is like, I'm out. Like I need to go take a nap. So it's just like, they're like, we're glad you're here. Like you just, you just, we're four days in and we can't keep up. And, you know, Rake keeps asking for you. So we really can't keep up. And needy Omega, I don't think we've talked about this much, but like a needy Omega, like if an Omega whines or for any way, like their alpha is immediately biologically going to be like, I need to fix this. Like if they are uncomfortable in any ways, like there's so much biological tie to the happiness and contentment of Omega. So to be in the middle of heat, which is an extra powerful time and to have your omega be like i'm still not happy like those alphas are going to move to the end of the earth in order to make sure that their omega is happy and they did it in a really graceful way for bringing in lola when lola was still healing from her own trauma and i just i super appreciate that personally i cannot rave about it enough i'm gonna shut up because i thought reverse harems were gonna be my thing summer and they were but you just, you had to amp it up. Like, what's going to be next? Is it going to be like bloodletting? Like, I don't, I don't even know. I don't, I don't think so. But like, I don't know. <laughs> I want to do monster romances. Okay. Which, Don, we know that's a favorite of yours. What are some of your favorites? I've only read, I think, like, alien romances. So I don't think I've, no, I don't think I've done monsters. Give us us all the deets. So I just finished one this week called Monsters Plaything by Myla Young and C.R. Jane. And it was crazy. So (laughs) Summer, why are you looking at me like that? (laughs) I'm like, (laughs) tell us more immediately. Dime, we need to know all the details. So our main character, Blake, she's 18 in the beginning of the book. She is the daughter of the governor in her city. So she's under a lot of pressure. She's always being watched, has to maintain this fake relationship with this guy that her parents set her up with. She doesn't even like, has to make sure she eats right. Her mom is always pestering about her weight. Like she just has to be picture perfect all the time. So she's very unhappy. So one day she gets up for school in the morning and she feels terrible. Like her stomach is like, she feels sick. She's, but she has to get up anyway because her parents will not let her stay home from school. 
So she's getting up. She's trying to put herself together. She gets to school. She's trying to hold off until she takes this test. But her nausea is just getting super bad. After her test, she goes to the nurse's office. And the nurse is like, oh, no, you have to go home immediately. I don't know what's wrong with you, but you have to you have to leave. Here's an ice pack. So Here's an ice pack? <laughs> Dude, that's such a classic. I can't give you anything but an ice pack. I tell my kids that, too. They're like, do you have any, do you have any Advil? Like, can you give me anything? I'm like, legally, no, but I have ice packs. Like, I literally keep ice packs on hand and Band-Aids, and it works for high schoolers, I swear. Probably didn't work for our main character over here that Dime's talking about. When she went home early, she was trying to avoid her parents, but she thought her dad would be at the office and her mom would be at the salon or like playing tennis or something. So she gets home. She's trying to avoid her parents. Her mom is gone for the day, but she hears something from upstairs, like these weird noises and like these clattering sounds. So she goes to check it out. It's her dad, like snorting coke off of a woman's body while he's getting bent over by their butler. And she tries to back up quietly, but of course she bumps into something and they look up, they're like, oh my gosh, we gotta get it together. (laughs) So she tries to run, but mind you, she's not feeling well. So she doesn't get far, she gets caught. And her dad injects her with a hallucinogen and has her admitted to a asylum. So her story, even if she tells it, nobody would believe it because why would they believe a crazy person, you know? So from there, <laughs> it gets crazy. From there, she's there for three years. So she's 21 in the asylum. She's having these crazy dreams, vivid dreams of these monsters coming and like absolutely violating her body, like in the best ways possible. Because of those dreams, she cannot get tested to exit the asylum because they're like, you're crazy. Like, you're moaning through the walls and everybody hears you at night. We're not not letting you go. So her therapist suggests, his name is Dr. Still. He suggests that she gets on this medication to help with her dreams and hopefully get her out of the crazy place. She's very attracted to Still. And rightfully so, because the way they describe him, he's like, all dropping. <laughs> he ends up convincing her. She just didn't like the fact that the medication would make her kind of immobile around a bunch of crazies and she didn't want to be vulnerable, which is understandable. But she wanted to get out of that place more than anything. She takes the medication. A couple of weeks later, they reassess her. She can leave. They put her in this like shitty apartment in the shitty part of town, you know, just the bare minimum, because you're a crazy person. You have no nothing but a high school education, whatever. So she's making do. She works at a library, and she's still on the medication, and they test her weekly to make sure that she is still on the medication. Otherwise, she would be readmitted into the asylum. She decides that she's going to stop taking the pills when she realizes that her days, like, she doesn't have them anymore. The medication makes her sleep all throughout the day. And then when it's time to wake up, it's time to go to work. And that's not really her living her life. And I understood that more than anything, because I feel like once I wake up, it's time to clock in. (laughs) So she stops taking the medication, only that when she stops, the monsters return to her dreams. 
and there's four of them horns claws tails everything like snake tongues it's it's a lot so she wakes up or thinks that she wakes up and there's a head in between her legs and she's like hold on am i dreaming she monster was actually tangible at this point she's like what are you doing here and he was like you know what i'm doing here (laughs) like you see what i'm doing so after she comes like five times um he's like i'm gonna take you back to my world so you can help me with my situation she's like what's your situation and he's like we are monsters who are powered by sexual release and you are one that we have actually gives us the power that we need so she's like so you want to use me to power your world with with orgasms and he's like yeah she's like, <laughs> That's fine. y'all this is some like monsters inc backwards as this is monsters inc adult version and the- it's just as crazy it's just as crazy because she gets introduced to the other monsters there's this crazy twist like towards the end it's it's amazing and the second book doesn't come out into september so i'm kind of mad about that one but oh it was great (laughs) okay summer we got to be writing this down because i am enthralled right now it was great i am so intrigued like everybody talks about how like romance novels or unrealistic expectations <laughs> but like this is next level <laughs> next level <laughs> I was trying to explain the Omega verse to Gabby who's my partner and she was just like she didn't get it obviously I mean it's hard to get it if you're even I didn't even get it when somebody was like explain it to me which I think I'm gonna challenge myself to read all the tropes that I have, like, in gut instinct that I'm not going to like. Because every time, I thought, I'm not going to like this. And I did. So, that's a side note. So, on the roster, is going to be single dad trope. Oh. And I don't think I'm ready for the peg- pregnancy trope. I'm not ready for that yet. <laughs> Maybe you can do it. You can do it. I promise. <laughs> Because I've done both and I'm alive. I'm thriving. <laughs> Does this mean that I need to start doing dark romances? Because we could just trade, right? But you get like nightmares where I would just would get bored. <laughs> okay, that tracks. We'll have to figure this out. We'll have to do a deep dive on that. Have a good discussion. <laughs> Dime, what are your favorite tropes or like what's your go-to my go-to I want to say omegaverse like you can many ways that you can go about writing like the historical one you can have the MC the one where Lola she's a beta you know there's so many ways you can get really creative with it I also have to say I really liked the size difference, which yeah. there's some people that I, um, like artists that I follow on Patreon, and some of them are like really into like size kink, and 
the the art is great, but I've never been like, oh my god. But with the book Callie Rhodes books, there's like the size difference, and I'm like, oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you were kind of getting into size difference with Tilly and Jonah, inadvertently. Oh yeah, a little bit. Yeah. That was the start of it for you. Yeah, he makes her a stool. We love the stool scene. Which, for anybody who hasn't read Stolen to Fight, there's a scene where Jonas is like 6'5, Tilly's like an average short ish person. And he, he builds her a little stool so that they can bang standing up and that he's, she's at the right height. <laughs> that way they can. <laughs> That way they can like kiss and like be intimate without one of them like breaking their back. It's sweet. That's like such a Jonah move of like, I'm going to ravish you, but also I want to make sure that I can reach you. He also ties her hands like above her head to the wall. And that part was good. When did you like join book talk or like what got you back into not maybe not back into reading, but like what got you into the book world, the smut world? So I started reading again, like a little over a year ago. Before that, it was like YA fantasy and romance. Like I was really like lovey-dovey, just like high expectations. I wanted it all, you know? But then I think it was maybe last year on my 21st birthday I got like a whole bunch of books so I was like you know what maybe I'm gonna start like an account on this I already had a TikTok account but it was for like stupid challenges and like stupid trends that were going on very embarrassing that I had to delete before I got my following (laughs) yeah I just I had the books here and I was like I know a lot of people that like to read or like to like have an escape from um, reality through books. So I was like, let me see if there's a lot of people on here that like the same, and there are. That's one of the things I love about, especially like spicy book talk and stuff, is that there, so far, I have not found any other pocket of people, of women like specifically, that like so openly talk about like sex and their fantasies and their kinks, but overall I haven't found any other place where women can so openly yeah <laughs> omega verse reverse harem size king <laughs> welcoming to be on book talk and to be like all right like just scrolling through and then be like this person being like I have a new kink that I unlocked today like that is just we would not have been talking about this 10 years ago, five years ago, you know? That space just wasn't there for it. But now you can say, hey, like I have a new kink today. It's Omegaverse. <laughs> like who's with me? And then your, your comments are going to be flooded with people who are like-minded and be like, hey, read this way or check this out. Or by the way, I saw a great dildo that can replicate this, you know, whatever it might be. <laughs> but like, that's an environment that didn't exist before in such a safe way. And that's a beautiful thing. I have a question. Dime, who is your current book boyfriend or book girlfriend? Ooh. Monster. 
boyfriend would have to be Bennett. Bennett is in Forget Me Not by QB Tyler. It's a, a romance novel where the husband and the wife separate. The husband gets into a car crash and she goes to the hospital and finds out that he forgot the last two years, which meant that he forgot the divorce. He forgot everything. So he thinks they're still together and everything. Traveling in the book was just finger licking good. <laughs> I loved it. I've been wanting to read more of QB Tyler's stuff, like her taboo stuff. I feel like a lot of other authors do taboo and the response sometimes is like varied. But I feel like with QB Tyler, all of her, even her taboo stuff has been like all positive. Yeah, she does it right every time. Kelsey, do you have a do you have a book boyfriend out of your Omegas versus? It's hard because they're also intertwined. Mm-hmm. Leo. Just kidding, it's Leo. I just came up with an answer. Finished one sentence, couldn't even finish it. It's Leo from the Lola and the Millionaires, because he's a beta, but he's super intertwined with the pack and the way that he handles. Lola's trauma and like anticipates her needs and brings in other members of the pack is just beautiful and the way that he takes care of her like he treats her as if he's an alpha like other alphas say that in the book being like you treat Lola like you're an alpha but you're not and I'm like that is what I need because do I need a not probably not because I'm not an omega however I could use all the pampering that an alpha would give me so it's Leo for me. I can't wait to guess that book. You're going to love it. Should You're I gonna be Baby or should I just go right to Lola? Finish Baby. It's still good. So finish Baby. You'll be surprised by it. There's like a nice twist that I think you'll be really into. Actually, you're going to love it. So finish Baby. And then you're going to come over to Lola and the Millionaires. And you're going to be like, hot dog. Let's talk about inclusivity. Let's talk about sex toys. Let's talk about all the different ways a harem can go and all the different couplings. It's just like, I, as I flip the pages and all these different sex scenes and just like their businesses, even like that they bring into the book, I'm like inclusivity, sex scenes, new sex toys. Like, I know I just keep repeating sex toys because that's where my mind's at at the moment, but there was just, there were so many good things that just screamed like progressive open-mindedness which I you know that's a thing for me okay dime tell us where could we locate you on social media so I am on bookstagram at read dot it and dot dot weep and the same for my tiktok all righty thank you this has been such a pleasure thank you so much time i love this you guys are awesome (laughs) you are too (laughs) this was so fun and i'm so glad that we did omegaverse i mean how many times can we say like how wonderful and like swept away we are like i'm being on this journey with us (laughs) absolutely like i'm flushed y'all can't see my face i'm flushed i can be found at summary o'toole 
everywhere. We talked about a lot of books, so they'll all be down below, and uh, we won't rattle them all off here. We will see you in the next one. Toodles. Bye. <laughs>